Cold Bow Podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? Hey, man. Not much. Uh, once again, we are Jakeless. Jakeless is not here, but I'm here with uh, the new and improved version of Jake. His name is Scott. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and his new and improved cousin, Troy? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah, me. What's up? That's you. Not much, dude. Yeah. Uh, how's your cousin doing? Wait, you and Jake are cousins? Yeah. What so, does that make us? Um, second cousins. Okay. Well, fun fact is that uh, Troy's dad is a twin, so biologically he's closer to Jake than you are. <laughs> have we not talked about this already? <laughs> I feel like we have. <laughs> we're, we're treading same water here. <laughs> Bi- uh, biologically, Jake and I are pretty much half siblings, so that would make you just my cousin, just regular cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> it's because they were born underneath the same... Uh, oh, the Mandela effect. Yeah, that, yes, okay. that's it. I was. I couldn't think of the. You saved me because I couldn't think of the word for the star sign that you are. The you know, zodiac. Yeah, zodiac. I couldn't think of that. I still couldn't think of it. Anyway, Jake's still in TJ. He was a killer man. Dude. Jake's still in TJ. He's recovering. We wish him all the best. Uh, so we're gonna try to equal his uh, tenacity on this week's episode. So, what have you guys been doing? What do you been up to? So I uh, <clears throat> last night. I watched a movie called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. Oh, I saw that. Is that the Ted Bundy? Yes, with, with Zac Efron. Zac Efron. I almost said Zac Galifianakis. I, I was thinking that too. Like for some reason, Zac is followed by Galifianakis. Yeah, actually, when when Trisha she wanted to watch it, and she was like, "And Zac." I was like, Zalek and Efron? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so tell, Efron. So tell me what do you think about it? Because I, I I have words. Um, oh, you saw it too? I did. I didn't yeah. think it was a great movie. I can agree with that. Um, it's not, there's it's, good performances. Yeah, it's not getting positively reviewed. But it's, uh, how's Vanessa Hudgens? It's not Vanessa. It's a uh, she's not in it. Lily Collins. Don't, don't they have like a dance number and a musical? And um, you're probably thinking of uh, uh, Roy and Gabriella. Gabriella. That, like, Junior High Musical. Oh, that's it. <laughs> hey, that was filmed in Utah. Okay, um, it was. Uh, it was okay. It like I said, there's good performances. There's bad performances, but but I think. For the most part, the story was just disjointed. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. Interesting. It was cool to see like they're naming little towns in Salt Lake. Yeah. Okay. So can we talk spoilers? So this this all happened. It's all based off of history. So yeah. can, oh, can yeah, we talk spoilers? No spoilers? I heard okay. he's a serial killer. Yeah. So he hates Lucky Charms. <laughs> this um does he? Wait, what? He's a serial. Oh, serial. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I was like, is he Irish? Like, I, never I don't heard remember that. this. This is a very key point of this movie. I think I would have remembered. Um, so, uh, first of all, Zac Efron's performance of Ted Bundy was was incredible. Really, really. He did a really, really, really good job. So he's like the best part of the movie, but um, that's the hard thing to say. Is because I would say so. Is because he is he and he's kind of a victim of bad writing, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what I would say. It, bad and writing, bad editing, and, and bad, more like it. Well, because like the timeline, like the way they chose to do the timeline where they go back and forth at the beginning, it threw me so hard. Yeah. I had no idea what was going yeah. on. The but. thing, the thing about this movie, I will say that that is the overall reason why I didn't like it or overall thing about it is that I think it tries to get you to feel compassion and empathy a towards of, a, a lot serial Ted, killer. A killer. lot of Ted Bundy things in general. Mm-hmm. The Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix yeah. are like that, <clears throat> where it leaves that little bit of a doubt in your mind that he could be innocent, mm-hmm. even though he confessed to it, it could be, he could be innocent. But when you realize that he 
confessed to over th- to 30 murders. And, and, and told them where the bodies were. Yeah. They, con- found, they found the bodies. Yeah. Confessed, or most of them at least, mm-hmm. um, but confessed to 30, but people say that he could have, it could have been in the hundreds. It is likely way more. Yeah. yeah. Like likely triple digits. He's a monster and he, he doesn't deserve any sympathy. Yeah, he's just a, a psychopath. But the movies kind of make it seem that way. Like when he's in the court well, scene. Well, and, that, and that's the, the reason why they do that is because he he did that in real life. Right. Like the, the, there were people, like there was bishops and stake presidents in Utah that were right. defending him. They're like kids, right. uh, primary kids holding up signs saying right. free Bundy. So, so he did that in real life. And that's why they try and they always try and portray that in any depiction of him in a movie is because they want to depict that. Though it happened in real life in the movie, yeah, to, they, to the audience, they, they want to depict how, um, how uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Charismatic, Swap, charismatic. That's yeah. it. How charismatic? And he, he was, was. Like, he was. like you see any any uh, any stock f- footage of him, like he's very charismatic. That's um, what Kylie said is that Zac Efron looked just like him too. Yeah, he did. They he did, did such a really, good job. He did a really almost eerily good job. And, and they they actually mixed in actual news reports with with like. Uh, with news reports that they made in uh, for for the movie, and then they mix in actual they ones. Went, yeah, and you, could, jump on them. and you couldn't really tell that. Yeah. It was they did a really good job. And that's on, that's one thing where I kind of wish they would have been uh, maybe because here's the reason why I think it, it it creates this sense of almost empathy towards him is because he was charismatic, which was real. Is because he he pled innocent that he was he was being innocently charged of all these crimes all the way up until the day before he was executed um and and it kind of creates that that part of that that doubt but in the movie it doesn't show him actually committing any of the crimes well it it at at the the very very end it does is it like a pg-13 or it's rated r it's rated r um, the thing the thing is it's not it's not about the crimes it's about his relationship with the girlfriend and yes liz yeah, Liz. Yeah, it's about their relationship. It's about their relationship. Yeah. So, so, so there's very little. It doesn't even get into what he actually did until the trials, which is like the last like third of the movie, probably. Yeah, but even then, even then, it doesn't actually. The movie doesn't depict him committing the crime until mm-hmm. the very end when he finally confessed to. I think her name is Liz. Yeah. Um, when he finally confessed to which her, I hated that scene. So yeah, much. it was it was eerie. But yeah, they, they, but the thing is the entire movie up to that point, all you're seeing is you're following Ted Bundy and his girlfriend. And then these news reports happen. And then all of a sudden he's caught and he's in a, he's in a courtroom and you don't know why, or you do know why if you, he's just being pointed out as a sub, as a suspect or pointed out as the perpetrator or whatever. And, but you didn't actually see it happen. So there is that room for that. He could be innocent for that. Yeah. I think it would have done a lot more to make him even more creepy that he was just mutilating and killing mm-hmm. women and then, and, and, then, and, then and then comes home and, be, and is mm-hmm. a really good uh, stepfather or whatever he was to to Liz's yeah, family you know exactly that would that would have upped that creepy factor so much that's more interesting too because I, I don't know if you've seen it uh, Dexter uh-huh. but the, the best season of Dexter is season four uh-huh. and that's uh, John Lithgow plays a father uh-huh. who's also a serial killer uh-huh. and it shows how he uh, balances a family having a wife and kids and being a serial killer and like Dexter's like oh it, it's possible and he like kind of looks up to him but he's psychotic like obviously he's a, he's a serial killer right um but the creepiness factor it's probably based off of Ted Bundy probably. is really really high yeah. but the fact that he had like a family like he was religious yeah and it was probably the best season of like a TV show I've ever seen really it was great ever ever since then it just like kind of fell off a cliff 
but what you're saying sounds like season four. It, 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 it's, it does sound like it. And the other thing that I really wish the movie could have depicted a little bit more was that in the Ted Bundy tapes that's on Netflix, um, the actual um, girl who was assaulted and, and attempted kidnapping in, in Utah, her last name is Durant. I can't remember her first name. She actually was talking about this and, and people who, who interviewed Ted Bundy in prison even talked about this, about how when he, when that switch flipped and he became a psycho, a, he was, uh-huh. you know, he became the murderous Ted Bundy. Yeah. You could see it in his eyes. His eyes turned black. You could really? see it. Like it was almost like a personality change. And then, um, but like everybody else, their, their description of him was he had these really deep, caring, I think blue eyes, just a really, you know, and so the big thing was they focus on his eyes. I would have loved to see that a little bit more in this movie depiction yeah. to make Ted Bundy more they creepy. Done it, like when the dog was barking at him mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Did your uh, wives like the movie? Laura didn't know. Did your did your wife like it? She she thought it was okay. Oh, she really? she really liked the Ted, the Bundy tapes. Mm-hmm. Mar so. didn't like the Ted Bundy tapes either. Um, well, she, Trisha did like them. I think it, it's she, but it's interesting because you'd think that in the case where somebody somebody goes out and kills so many people, so many innocent people, women, that you'd think that when they die because of it, there would be some sense of justice, some sense that it was mm-hmm. that he got what he deserved. But you don't get that in the Ten Bunny tapes or the movie. You kind of almost yeah. have this pit in your stomach, like that—that that it just wasn't agreed. Yeah, it was it's, weird. Uh, it's kind of interesting. This is not what I where I expected this conversation. I, me neither. To go. <laughs> but it's interesting when somebody is like, because he he was charismatic and he was kind of carried himself like a star, and you tend to almost dismiss a person's uh, crimes, their their quote unquote sins, if they're super good at something else like Michael Jackson. There's yeah. almost undeniable proof that he was molesting little kids. Right. But like, but he was really good at, he was really good. He's really good at entertaining. Right. Same with like, uh, in, in wrestling, there's Chris Benoit and Chris Benoit was an amazingly talented wrestler and he had so many concussions and he was on steroids and had road rage, roid rage and he killed his wife and his son and then himself. Um, and wrestling has like a hall of fame, like the best wrestlers of all time. And there's a petition to get him there, but I was like, but he won't be there because of what he did. Well, and he, and he shouldn't, but just because he's a great wrestler doesn't mean that, 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 well, over... you can, you can make the same argument about, uh, Bill Cosby. We've talked about him. Yeah. And, he, and all of his accolades yeah. have now been well, taken the, away the, from him. And yeah. like a current was a Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Well, he he's still plays some, football. He still plays, and he's done some terrible things. And look at look at Kobe. Like yeah, like it's it's easy to dismiss what some what something no, does. That, that's a good point. And then bring it back to Bundy. Like he was a really good lawyer and a really charismatic person that people loved. That people loved him. It's yeah, creepy. and then all of our wives, and then half of my podcast watches their movies. I watched it because Trish wanted to watch it, but um, I, I won't deny I, I, there's, there's it. A it fascination is interesting there. because because being from Utah, there's a lot that brings it home into yeah. Utah, and it's interesting to see. Um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, what's his face was the was the judge um, Jim Parsons? No. Oh, uh, Malkovich. John Malkovich. Thought that was funny. I don't yeah. know why it was funny, but <laughs> John John Malkovich and anything makes me. He did a smile. good job. He did a good job. Um, yeah, I, I think I've, for me personally, I think I've said what I, what I want to yep. say about that movie. Yep. I, like it, it was, I, 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 I didn't mean to get this deep into the movie. No, no, it's I, fine. I just brought it up cause 
I watched it. Yeah. It was interesting. I, I like we said, I think Zach Efron is definitely the best part of that movie. Um, I just think it, it suffered from bad writing and bad storytelling. Yep, I agree. Do you guys think that Zach's uh, kind of proven himself as like a good actor? I think so. W- watch this movie and he's he does really good. There was another movie that he was in recently that I actually thought that he did really well in. It'll come to me later. Dude, he, he I have zero desire to watch this movie, but he did, uh, what's it, what he, no. Matthew McConaughey is a hippie. Have you guys seen that? It's called like Moondog or something. Uh-uh. Oh, okay, so the, the director of this movie is kind of a controversial director because he makes movies that shows the um, the evil tendencies. Baywatch. Of, that's it. Okay. <laughs> he but makes evil. Me. He makes movies that show the evil tendencies of like society and children, mm-hmm. but he hides it behind a mask of like fun. Like he made Spring Breakers. He made a movie called Kids. He made a movie called Bully. Yeah, and he's doing Moon Dog, and Zac Efron's in it, and apparently he does amazing. But the movie takes place in the nineties, and he has like. Like uh, sh- like stuff shaved into his hair, like swears, <laughs> and he wears these Jinko jeans that cover his whole shoe. That's funny. And I, and I saw the I saw the trailer for it, and then it was all, and then Zac Efron, and he pops up, and I was like, no way, like, I did not recognize him. One movie that made me appreciate, and you're probably gonna laugh at me about this, but <clears throat> one may, movie that made me appreciate his his chops as an actor, but also that he his chops as a performer was The Greatest Showman. Yeah, um, he was good in that. Um, the The part where he and and uh, Hugh Jackman are in the bar and they have that that choreographed song and dance thing with the shot glasses and stuff was actually really really well done and and it made me appreciate Zac Efron's talent. Yeah, I, he he uh, he can obviously like sing. Yeah, he was in and dance. Musical, musical and he can sing and dance. So he's he's very much like uh, yeah. like uh, Hugh Jackman, where like he's kind of a man's man. To an extent, but he can also do. Yeah. yeah, agreed. I like. I like. I don't think I will ever be turned off to him from a movie because of Zac Efron. Me you know too. What I mean, I, I, there's some respect there for sure. So. Plus, he has some muscles. Plus, he's nice to look at. He is very nice to look at. So I, uh, we're, we're recording this on a day that we normally don't, but I went and saw Star Wars yesterday. Nice at uh, oh, Star yeah. Wars: A New Hope. It was at a Bravanel Hall, which is like Utah's orchestra symphony orchestra um but it was the new hope with a live symphony playing what was that like it was so cool it was so cool oh and, man i'm so and jealous like, and uh it's weird too maybe scott can back me up on this because you saw Jurassic park last year mm-hmm. but you almost kind of forget that there's an orchestra playing you do because they just nail it like the, you've ti- seen, the timing is perfect and everything and you and you i've seen this movie like three thousand times so yeah. like i know everything um, but it was like a play, like they encourage you to cheer and boo. So I'll boo Darth Vader when you see him and everyone's all nope because <laughs> he got the biggest pop of the night. But it was. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because we mentioned this last week, but depending on your audience, a movie can enhance or detract. And uh, A New Hope is hilarious when you watch it in a group, like in a crowd. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Like I, I never once thought that movie was funny, but then like suddenly C-3PO's quips were a lot more funnier. When he's like, I don't think he likes you. And he's like, no, I don't like you either. <laughs> R2 does a sad boop. Yeah. <laughs> and like, That's interesting. Like rolling, dude. I don't, I don't know. It was yeah. interesting. Um, but like the part that like got me the most, like I almost seriously cried, is when Luke looks at the, the binary sunset 
and the music swells a john williams like luke um score the luke song swells and, that'd be so cool oh dude i was like oh my gosh like and it's the real little orchestra doing that so okay so my question with that is what's what's it like when they're playing the the movie with the the speaking parts and the mm-hmm. or- live orchestra is it like does it drown it does e- either one one or the other drown out the other yeah the i mean the live the music's definitely louder than the audio that was coming out of the yeah. speaker um but so they had subtitles on so you didn't really miss okay. much the, the screen wasn't like huge and it was a george lucas cut so i was like kind of bummed out about that um but yeah like i can't really complain because like i was there to hear the music and it, yeah. it, it enhanced the movie so much there's even like an that's intermission true. like they're all that's no moon and then it cut to intermission and everybody stood up and like freaked out so it was, it was a really cool experience that's awesome and, and something like that you're only going to get diehard fans there mm-hmm. and so it's it's going to be good yeah but, and like there's fan participation like that and there there's so many lines that people were like laughing at that they weren't supposed to like for example when uh luke's uh uncle owen and aunt Beru die. And they're like, no, there's no way this was sand people. It's made to look like them. He's like, how can you tell? Look, look at the precision from the blasters. Only Imperial stormtroopers have this type of precision. <laughs> but because that's become such an internet yeah. joke, people laugh at it. So people were laughing like crazy. It was almost like he paused to like wait for you to laugh. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I kind of am hooked on like this kind of stuff now. Like I saw, I saw the Zelda or- orchestra last year, and it was amazing. Yeah, but there wasn't a movie. It was just select songs from the Legend of Zelda. Um, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Roy so, was similar to up. that, I saw several years ago. I saw um, Ben Folds with the orchestra. He'll do that every once in a while. Oh, really? Where, where he like has the orchestra behind him, and and it's it's kind of fun because he, he's he has some pretty crude songs. Yeah, and to to hear it with the with the orchestra behind is kind of fun. But uh, yeah, my my dad told me the best concert he's ever been to is Electric Light Orchestra, Yellow. Oh yeah, but it's because there's the singers and they have an actual freaking orchestra every single time they play. Um, and he's like, it sounds cool on CD, but once you hear it live, like an entire orchestra playing, it's it's yeah. unreal. It's something else. Yep. So a question about the, and I don't I don't know if it matters so much, but like the the version of the movie that you watched was the movie itself without music. Yes. And then the only music that was coming. So if the orchestra stopped playing, you wouldn't hear music. Right. That's and, and the thing that bummed me out the most was the only time the orchestra didn't play was the cantina. Because I was like, oh, I can't wait for like a saxophone player to play that. But they didn't do it. Why not? I don't know, dude. Like Maybe there was like some so, synthesized mu- instrument that they didn't have or something. Okay. So then when they go into the cantina. My, my only guess is because it's digital now. So I'm guessing that the John Williams score was like a different track completely. Okay. And the Cantina music. Yeah, wasn't. yeah. If they have if they have the rights to do this, they have the rights to, I'm sure, all the different tracks. Sure. So so but like when when that scene came on, did you just hear the music through the speakers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I was like I was getting so excited and they didn't do it. Oh, oh man. Like, well, that's so that's my one gripe, I guess. That's um, it. I'm not gonna go see it. I know. <laughs> I know it, when, when we we mentioned this before, but when we, when Jake and I went to a Jurassic Park, like you sit through the entire credits because you want you're listening mm-hmm. to the to yeah, the, it's awesome. Yeah, that's interesting. But were you guys the same way? Like there was a lot of clapping and cheering. And, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, like and, and it was after a good up. score that yeah. we would clap and cheer. Like it was inter- it was kind of weird because like the story was still going on, but it was like right after a big 
moment in like the music and so you clap for the for the orchestra yeah um so yeah dude, it's funny too because we saw it and we were freaking out i went with i went with my buddy thomas who's a big fan of the show and uh, hey, he, thomas. What's up, thomas? He, he listened to our best score episode and he was like man it's almost like this should have been the best huh don't you think it's weird that it wasn't no <laughs> that wasn't my fault that was troy's fault i don't know <laughs> Well, yeah. So. You know what's funny about that is I was the only one that brought Star Wars up, but hey. but maybe I would have if I didn't know beforehand. <laughs> that it was one of your choices. That's all I'm saying. Um. So uh, what I've been up to, uh, Chris kind of a uh, talked about this a little bit earlier when you were talking about your dental thing. I've been watching a new show on Netflix called Flinch. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I I don't know, man. It's been a while since the show has actually made me laugh that much. Um it's so the the idea behind the show is that you uh you uh, you have contestants and the the they put them in situations where they can't flinch and if they do flinch they get punished. And sometimes it's like and So this isn't the script or this is like wipeout or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. One of them that was the one of the funniest ones is that uh they have they're standing at a fence right and they have these giant tires that are on these on these swivels and they swing and they swing right by their face oh i used to do that with a swing set in my backyard <laughs> and if if they flinch and they go back they go back into an electrical fence and oh. so they get shocked <laughs> so every time they flinch they get shocked and uh anyway it's it's good um but the the show is funny so it, it reminds me I, I don't know if you guys ever saw the show but it was called like blackout or yes Lights out or something yes, that was show was great and, too. like c Verkel was the the host <laughs> and dude i just would cry laughing because like that show was great it was pitch black and they were like you have to reach into this thing and touch it oh yeah yeah and a lady was like picking up an octopus she's like what is this and she was like squeezing an octopus and then she goes to the next one and there's a pineapple <laughs> and she like reached in and <laughs> that's the same one because it's a a gif now it's a pretty famous gif but they have to like put their face to a glass and sniff and try to guess what it is and they hold up like a shoe or a cake and then one of the last episodes there was just a guy's butt (laughs) and he's like smells like ass ding ding what (laughs) that's great So if you were a fan of that kind of comedy, you might dig Flinch. Oh, it's I, I like dig it because it's be an Ireland watch. I was. Oh, hey. <laughs> on Laughing Gas. I dug Flinch because it was on in Ireland. That's my It was, huh? Mm-hmm. They had like American hosts. They had they had two English and one American, but yeah, it's fun. And it was weird to me too, because I was like, this feels like a like a Japanese game show. Yeah. And they came out with their Irish accent. I was yeah. like, oh, I was way off. <laughs> and it's like in a barn too. From now on, you're gonna you're gonna see things like and go, this seems like an Irish game, so game show. Like in the future from now. Yeah. Those Japanese game shows, those were those were great. Oh, anyway, man. that's what I've been up to. All right. So let's um let's move on. Today our uh, topic we uh, did a I'll, I'll do anything once. And we played a video game called Journey. And uh, Journey came out uh, close to like six or seven years ago, actually. It's been a while. It was actually, uh, it's considered one of the very first independent, like indie games that like made it. It made it big, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we all played it. We all have our thoughts. Um, I played this game, well, I want to say twice before I before I did this episode. And it's kind of a game that's always stayed in my mind. Like, uh, I, I didn't play it until a few few years after it came out. 
but it's one of those ga- it won game of the year by like almost every major publication anyone that counts which is weird too because it came out with some pretty heavy hitters around the same time um which i can't think of off the top of my head it came out like 2012 2011 yeah i want to say 2012 or something like that because yeah. my first exposure to the game was i was visiting my uh my brother-in-law in St. George or something and his, and his kids which were like like 8 or something yeah. 8 and 9 were playing it on the on his PS3 um, and I thought it looked awesome Like, and I, I kind of took the controller and was playing with it a little bit no idea what the story or anything was but the it just looked so intriguing and I remember it stuck with me for a long time that later a couple years ago when it, when it went on sale on, on PlayStation 4 on my PlayStation I I bought it and played it. Yeah, and so it looks like the the year that it came out, it was the same year as Borderlands Two. Uh, Borderlands Two, Dishonored, one of my favorite games. Mass Effect Three, which I, I brought up last week too, so that's it's a controversial game. It is a good game, and uh, The Walking Dead, the Telltale's Walking Dead, also good. Yeah, so it was competing with a lot of like heavy hitters for the time, and it it was kind of a surprise that it won. That was like well, English patient winning. Yeah, <laughs> well, and that you can you can kind of tell why, and it's not that it doesn't deserve it, but it's also like there's no there's no dialogue. Um, well, and it's a like a two hour playthrough. Yeah, maybe three. Yeah, if exactly. If you're taking your time and exactly. Yeah, you you can you can beat it easily in one sit down. <laughs> easily. <laughs> Thanks. Usually only takes me two hours. <laughs> uh, I've actually you guys can't see this, but I've got it on behind me. Um, because I I read yeah I could see if you let me look around <laughs> you I read recently that if you uh, per- turn the game on and just sit there stationary it'll start to show you the artwork of the game so it's like a screensaver and so I was like oh that'd be cool to add for flavor for us because you guys at home can't see mm-hmm. but we can we can see the art of the game just right behind us it's right pretty now. good flavor I did nice flavor yeah no I actually noticed that when I uh, when I first started playing it I had to stop and help my daughter who woke up. And when I came back, it was it was playing the it was doing artwork from the beginning season, the beginning uh, scene. Yeah. And I noticed that that was pretty cool. So uh, this journey is made by a company in L.A. They're, they're called that game company. Oh, that uh, game company. That game company. Which oh, one? that one. Um, some of their games are Flow, which I've actually played before. But is that like a, uh, like a sewer type thing? Like a game, like it, a, the water like- flowing? No, or am I it, thinking of something else? It was more like you control like wind, I want to say, but it, it wasn't oh, really a game. Yeah, and, and like the sand and the wind. Yep, I've seen but that. There, the sequel to that was called Flower, and mm-hmm. if you played Flow, it led right to Flower because you control the wind. And when you play Flower, uh, kind of the same thing as this. There's no dialogue. There's really good swelling music, beautiful, and you control the petals off of a flower, and they they go where you want them to go to like reach a certain destination, and it, it's. This is a first um, game company that was pushing the issue of is is video game art. Mm-hmm. And it was a game like Flower that didn't really have a story, but it made you feel something. Um, and that was one of the games that kind of like was pushing the issue on video games and art. And and is it does it, does it deserve to be in a museum? Should you hang this on the wall type of thing? Should this be preserved and remembered? Right. Um, so they, they followed Flower up with Journey which we have all played now. So what do you think? I'll go first. Um, uh, very beginning of the game, I didn't like the controls. Oh, yeah. I appreciated the the 
I don't I don't want to call it um, art yet in the very very beginning mm-hmm. because you're a faceless character you have this this little banner that hangs off the back of you or maybe you don't yet at that point but then you're just climbing up these hills of sand and I was kind of like, jump you can't speed you can't do all you can do is directional yep yeah you can just move and so the only re- the and only they have and, this really annoying like motion control yeah I, hate I hated it. yeah I know if you're laying on your laying down at all like you can't <laughs> And this game came out on the PlayStation 3 first, so I think that was part of the gimmick. Yeah. Was that it was like, well, it's, yeah. it's PlayStation And you can't turn it off. I know. I didn't really care much for the game until you started sliding down that one level where yeah. you're sliding down mm-hmm. and you're kind of like going along with things and things are following you and stuff. That was when I was like, oh, this is fun. And I, and I appreciated the music. Is that everything. the part with the meteor, like the first time you see the meteor? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, and there was this really weird thing. I'm not sure if this this happened to me. I'm, I'm not sure if it happened to you guys when you played re- for this um, or if it was like this in the PS3. But when I was playing, I started playing with another player. Mm-hmm. Is that... Was that, was that you? No. It wasn't okay. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? No, uh, there was another player who joined and uh-huh. I just thought it was like uh, an AI or something. Uh-huh. But then it started doing things that you're like, oh no, that's actually a real player. <laughs> and at the end of the game, that's right. I remember at the end of the game, it said, this person shared your journey with you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it gave me their name. And it's th- never happened to me. I played yeah. it twice or three times now. I've, Did that happen? You never had someone join you? Mm-mm. That's really weird. Well, I kind of got a little I kind of got a little pissed off by it because I I wanted to explore cuz all I heard about the game was that it was gorgeous, right? Mm-hmm. That it was beautiful. And so I and 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 obviously you're not timed to do to do anything. You're not in a rush. And I kind of wanted to experience more of the mm-hmm. more of what was going on. I wanted to find things. I wanted to see what was going on. So did you guys have to progress together? Uh you don't well, have to. Like well, what about the bridge part where you like yeah, have to build the bridge? You can do it by yourself. Well, no, but he he started building it. Oh, okay. And so and so I was like, oh well, I guess I guess we're moving on. And mm-hmm. so I so I I started moving on, and then it kind of like became like almost like a race. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is a bunch of crap. So I ended up just getting ahead of him because my banner was longer than his, so I could jump farther or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and which was a little weird. But then when I actually finally got past him to the point where he wasn't following me anymore, then that that was on the level where. Um, you could kind of ride down the, the 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 downward slope, I guess, of the sand, and that was when I really appreciated the artwork of the game the most, and then the music. Um, but ultimately, I love the game. Um, once you get kind of past the opening part, and you can kind of get past your own your own bias or your own yeah. issues with it, the only the, the controls, whatever. Well, you, you earn the abilities, and that and it makes them even more, I think, more special because sure. you've earned it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, and then uh, I won't I won't go too much into the ending, but the ending of the game is extremely. What's the word I'm looking for? Powerful. Powerful, There's but lots of feelings. Rewarding. Yeah. Extremely rewarding because mm-hmm. you can do all of these things throughout the game. Then you get to the cold, the cold top of the mountain because you're going to the top of the mountain, right? That's the whole yeah, goal. You yeah. can see it from the very beginning. You see this light. <laughs> There's always the mountain in the it. distance. Yes. And even when you get to a certain point, it shows you a map of where you're supposed to be going, right? And when you get to the top of the mountain, it's cold. You can barely move. It sucks. Um, and then, and then when you finally before we ending, uh, before it, we talk about the ending too. Okay, if you're still listening, it's very rewarding. That's all. I'm it, saying. There's, there's, this game doesn't necessarily have a spoiler spoilery story, but if this game sounds intriguing to you at all, stop listening. Go play it. Experience this and then come back and listen. It, it really is something that is an experience. You can't, it, 
<laughs> listening to us uh, describe it will just ruin the experience. Yeah, exactly. For you. That's exactly so, that's exactly right. If you can sit down and watch a two-hour movie, sit down and play this for two hours as yeah. well. Like, and and you will get, in my opinion, you will get just as much satisfaction out of playing this for two hours as you would for watching a movie. And, and, it's, so, and it's so, what's the word? It's so just like ethereal. It, you don't even know what the story is. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's literally a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the name of the game. So, um, <laughs> when I played it, um, we talked about this last week uh, about your who you play it with, who you watch a movie with, like your your viewing, how you consume whatever media you're doing. I played this with my uh, almost four year old son Leroy s- sitting next to me, and he was watching, really enthralled. He loved the game, and uh, and it made it a lot more fun for me. Like he he was like he would like cheer a little bit when I would. Uh, get another uh, light orb to extend my uh, yeah the, the little your cape or your, yeah we call uh, we call it a cape yeah. I call it a cape because that's what he knows I called it a banner <laughs> yeah it, I mean whatever it is but yeah no you're right it's, they, it's the ability to to jump or fly or float whatever it is um gets extended by how long your banner is your cape um but anyway he he loved it like the free flowing nature of it um it was it was it was really cool and then I felt bad because he fell asleep before the end. And so now I'll probably go back and and play it again so we can watch the ending. Yeah, to that he, point. he was really worried. Like he, he was he was really like and and that and that goes that that like just goes to show how how well the story yeah. without without any like there's no it's it's a odd story that doesn't make any it's not it's not spoon fed it's all just yeah. like a feeling like you just had this feeling all the way through and that's what tells the story. And even my three-year-old could could well, feel it. And to that point, I think what I would love to do is I just wanted to give the controller to my nine-year-old daughter uh-huh. or six-year-old daughter and just say, play this. Because it's not a hard game. Mm-mm. It's not difficult. But give her the controller and just say, play this and sit down and watch her play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that she would have a lot of the same reaction. Yeah, there's no right game now. over. It's not. Exactly. It's not exactly. Like, there's no you won. You there's there's parts that can be not scary but intense. Mm-hmm. But there's parts that are really, really beautiful there, and rewarding. Guys. Yeah. yeah. And and to to um, piggyback on what Scott said, uh, your your kids almost knew instinctually, like you, what was going on yep. through the feel and the music that's, was that's a, a major major oh, yeah. part of why. Yeah, uh, kids are super aware, like hyper aware of music and movies and how you're supposed to feel, and they like like the the manipulation of your composer. Um, We'll we'll get kids almost like nine times out of ten, yeah. um, and this movie's no this game's no exception because my son was watching it with me, and um, the composer his name is Austin Wintery. Um, he's done uh, he's done mostly video games like Banner Saga, which has beautiful music. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, um, but he's done mostly like ind- indie games. But this is easily like his what's what's it called his magnum opus of a. It's of, so good though. Yeah. And uh, I kind of wanted, to, I wanted to talk about music like in depth for a long time, but I think I kind of want to save it until the end, um, just so it can, <laughs> just so my point can be made a little more. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll get back to it. I'll put a, I'll put a pin in that. But what do you guys think of the uh, the graphics, the the way that the game looked? Um. So, so some of like the three D rendering stuff, it's aged a little bit. It's however many years old. Yeah. But. Due to the like the style of it, the minimalist style of the game, 
it didn't show through like other games do. That's kind of what I was going to say about it is like we've talked before about um, how games like uh, Zelda and and games like that are on the the Nintendo Switch uh, play so well and they have such a they're so gorgeous because they have that I don't want to call it minimalistic but the art is it's cartoony it's a little cartoony um, I have I felt like this kind of had a very similar vibe where yep. um, I it's mean, a smart even, way if you don't have a big budget go cartoony exactly and I'm even even looking at these screenshots or not screenshots a screensaver like Chris has you can tell that like the scenery isn't it's not crazy gorgeous. Like it's not crazy realistic. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like you're, it's not like you're looking at red dead redemption. Exactly. Or God of war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but God of war and Jurassic park every week. <laughs> <laughs> We're contractually obligated to do it. <laughs> contra- this episode is brought to you by God of war. <laughs> no, but, um, wasn't me, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I caught you on the counter. Wasn't me. <laughs> Um, but it's still, even though it's not hyper realistic, it's still gorgeous as hell. Dude, and there, that's there, every image has, has, has depth. Like there's, there's foreground, midground, the yeah. background that like there, there's so much, uh, going on in every, and you're playing the game anyway, yeah. anywhere you point, unless you're looking straight down at the sand or something, like there's always something that's like yeah. eye catching. And the game doesn't tell you what to do. You have to just figure it out, but it's not hard. That, that's part of that. That, yeah. that that's uh, part of what I really love about the game is like you just start out in the middle of the desert, no explanation. You just start to walk. Yeah, and, and like you can walk in any direction, really. Um, but you kind of have a, a compass a little bit with the mountain, yeah. so you just start going towards it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that game design of like, yeah. like yep. where do I go? And you look, and there's this big obvious mountain. You're like, like yeah, I'll go I guess that's it. my journey. Yep. But even like you said, you, you you wake up, you're in sand, you stand up, and you're you don't know what the heck's going on really. But you look, and there's almost like headstones, yeah, yeah, or something that around you, and you're like, oh, interesting. Like, and so you're you're not you're not getting a story, but you're kind of piecing together um, the environment. Like yeah, you're, you're kind of figuring trying to out, see what you, know. you can inter- interact with. Yeah, and like at, at and that like point, what could, these could you do are. the could you do the being? Thing? Yeah, at the very beginning. Oh, yeah, I, could you? You could. Oh, the where you press circle and you, the little circle. The, I just don't think like I did it because it never prompted me to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't know. Well, I was I was just walking. I was trying to figure out what other buttons I could do. Could I jump? Could I run? Could I do? This? And I pressed circle and you did a little bling. Yeah. And like that, I, that's, that's, well, that's the only when I communication out you could. that goes on in the in the whole game is mm-hmm. is like a little. It just like radiate the uh, thing radiates from. I your guess head. it's like your power. You can you can activate things with it or something. Yeah, but it's exactly. still really cool. Yeah, it is, and uh, and here's here's the thing too. I I played this game four times now. I played it two before, and for studying for this, I played it twice again. Cool. And the the very first time I played it, uh, I didn't have a, a person with me because I, I think you're right that if you have like a if you're playing an online game, you kind of feel almost per- compelled to follow them to. Oh, I have to get there before or race them. them yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's like a weird competition to it. Uh, but this game in particular, you don't have to follow them. You can go at your own pace. And so the first time that I played, I was exploring everything. I was I noticed that when you get to like the end of it, not necessarily a level, but there's a you have a goal that you're trying to get to and you use your uh, your circle button and you make like an area and you turn things on, you turn things off and you mm-hmm. can fly. Yeah, it's a puzzle game. You're so right. You're solving puzzles. Uh, but it's super easy puzzles. Yeah. Um, but you, there's a story. There's, there's a, definitely a story there that you have to figure out. Yeah. And the stories are told in set pieces, mm-hmm. like the, bri- the broken bridge that's been 
take it that, that that's part of what you're discovering as you go and and just in the opening level there's like you're in the sand and you're sliding around but there's like broken buildings all over the place and you go up to them there's a mural and you push circle and you turn the mural on and it mm-hmm. kind of shows you a story and you you the, the your character uh super interesting character uh, I don't know the character's name. I, I've seen the people online just call the character the dude. <laughs> That's all I've seen them call him as. Uh, but he's got he's shaped like a triangle or something. Like it comes to a point. He's got like a brown cloak on, a uh, black face, bright white eyes. And the only char- the only distinctive characteristics to your specific character is how long your cape is or your your banner. And it's or, really small, pointy legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, there's little things sliding around uh, when you turn on the mural. All of a sudden, you see there's more, and you see like they're just like you. They're telling a story, but but any any of those stories and communications or anything is very cryptic. It's not it's not obvious what you're Mm -hmm. looking at. Exactly, which is what I why I think when you reach the destination, it's really rewarding at the very end. Yeah, because everything before that was kind of and I I rudely cut you off, but I I wanted to give a disclaimer before that. No, you weren't rude. You weren't rude. It was a good disclaimer. But uh, but we can talk about the end now because. We're doing spoilers. Yeah. But like, well, go ahead. I'll let you finish. Where you no, I was, that's all I really wanted to say about it was that it was that it was really rewarding and really um, powerful. Yeah. Um, because every there's not a lot of information leading up to it. Like I said, there's no dialogue. You're just like kind of having things like shown you as you're going. The map either like shows you where you've been or what you're doing. And but like not obviously right mm-hmm. um and then you have different levels you're playing in darker levels more like feel like underground and you're trying not to get attacked by those other flying snake things um and then uh and, and then rip your cape that sucked yeah oh i had like nothing left of my cape that that yeah. didn't happen to me until i got to the mountains so yeah. my, my until, cape, until the snow yeah until the me snow too, me too yeah because i was really really careful not to get attacked by those things um, and then when it happened to me, I lost like half my cape in one go. Mm-hmm. I was like, because you can't move out of the way. I mean, I guess you can. You can go. Even, in, even if you're hiding things, underneath the thing, if it they sees still you, see you, you're dead. Yeah. Not so, dead, but you're attacked. But they take away your cape, and so you yeah. have less abilities. And it sucks because you did a lot to earn those abilities. Yeah. That's the thing is like. And, and, and until then, like nothing's really interacted with you. Yeah. And so like. Yeah, exactly. It's like super, super jarring and almost visceral when, when you do get hit because it's up to this point it's been very peaceful yeah it sucks too because like and there's a real consequence it's not like yeah, your health yeah. is going down and but your you, abilities you can have down. a short cape but if you took the time to find those like glowing glyphs yeah you can i have like oh look at my cape it's awesome yeah, it's so I'm not super they ripped half it off and yeah. i was like oh i felt that yeah that yeah. it sucked. sucked yeah yeah it was it was it, it was like a it because the game is going in one direction for so long mm-hmm. and it's lulled you into this like sense of like oh this is just like a nice flowing game and then uh, all of a sudden it just like jerks you to the left. I'm glad you said that too because I feel like we, we said this so many times already, but the game made you feel a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're uh, one of the happiest, quote unquote, happiest parts of the game is when you're sliding down the sand, like surfing basically, yeah. mm-hmm. and the sand turns gold, yeah, like yeah. Agrabah or something. And like yeah, the sun is the like sun right gold. there. And, 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 so and your nice. buddy, like I, I was, because my son was playing with it, I call them my buddies, yeah. was, was, the, was like the other cape things that are yeah. following you around. That sound there. like whales. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they, they follow you around, and then the perspective shifts, and it shows the mountain with like the sun behind it. And all like the gold, dude. Sand that and that shift when you're when you're doing side, yeah, 
that like I was like taking pictures. It's like <laughs> it was it, cool. Like there, there's several moments in this game where if you play as an audience member, I'm talking to you. If you play, you will want to pause it and take mm-hmm. a picture because it is just beautiful. Yeah, and like the, and that the music and that part is really good. Uh, I want to play it actually. Maybe I won't play it now. It, it's it it's in. not just beautiful. The scenery itself is like with the music, and you're also sliding and moving around. You're experiencing it, and you've That's earned it. it and so, yeah. so it makes it feel so much. Yeah, better. it's an it's it's an experience more like more so than I think just it being beautiful. And then uh, I bring that up because immediately after this like uplifting part, you get to the end and you fall like. 30, 40 feet down mm-hmm. into a cavern that's like almost pitch black and the music stops and like the tone immediately changes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's kind of daunting. You're like, oh, yeah. what, what happened? Where am I? So let me ask you in this part, in this the juxtaposition, ju- very use, good use of the word, <laughs> uh, in this particular, um, in that particular part when you kind of fall into that little cavern or whatever you want to call that, you have, the only way you can progress is by turning on those stations, yeah. especially when you start moving up. Did it feel like to you guys, because it felt this way to me, that like as you were turning on, it was almost like you were releasing or, or like almost like saving yeah. that whole cavern, like that, that you were like bringing, literally bringing light to it, but it was like you were almost like saving it. Yeah. Did that? You're, you're releasing them, like they're trapped in there and you're releasing exactly. them to the world. Yeah. Yep. Releasing the... Um... The, the floating, the floating oh, cake okay, things. Yeah, okay. Your friends, or just, just that like anything that was trapped down there... Uh, was just was trapped. It was it was stuck. And then so you going down there, turning on the little the little uh, stations, if you will, and letting more of that light into it, and letting it flow. Because obviously, you, felt like you, you were releasing it. them. You can activate them, and they'll help you. Yeah, they'll, they'll like lift you up, and you can and you can float further. Mm-hmm. But the like so there there's self there there is something that that you gain from it. But it all, it, there's also some type of like endorphins from just helping them get yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, at, at that part where we drop in, the uh, that's the first time that we see the machines. Yeah, and the machines attack you, and you to, they're very scary. The noise that they make is uh, almost like a, I don't even know, like the an alien or something from Aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're kind of scary, and the, the music's really intense. Um, but that was the first time you see them. This is the first time you have the conflict in the game. Uh, but then shortly right after that, uh, you climb up more and more and escape out of there and you're in the snow and you're in the mountains. And this is the part that you brought up before is that you're, you're, you're like there, you're at the mountain and you're walking to the mountain. Yeah. You're, um, you're like, you're, your goal is there. You and, can and you can it. tell cause you're holding walk on your controller and your character slows down. You can see that your cape is starting to freeze over mm-hmm. and you, yeah, can you push can't, circle. you can't use it cause it, cause mm-hmm. it's frozen. But like you, you can push circle and like kind of shake it off, but it doesn't, yeah. it, you're going to get frozen anyway. And then your character stops right in the tracks, and then the screen goes white or black, or so you're not quite sure what it means. I was uh, going to say that that leading up to this, there are you're not alone. Like like even more than than a, a random player on PlayStation Network hopping mm-hmm. on with you, there are also uh, every time you beat a level, there's a all your buddies. The, the, well, there's the white, there's the really tall white person mm-hmm. that, yeah. that, that's dressed like you, yep. but has a white face and is like four times as tall as you. Yep. And it's seemingly like an angel or something that that's helping you along. It's like a guide or something. Yeah, like and I don't know if it, I don't know if it's the same person with every with every level, if it's a different one or what. But um, you you see him as you as you as you're going along. I'm, I'm actually glad you brought them up too because I had a point to make about them. Um, yeah, I don't want to bring them up before you got to this point that you're about mm-hmm. to say because 
it wasn't like they're not new at that point right so i guess my question was um because as troy mentioned once you're you're frozen and then these spirit guides show up and it it's i wasn't really counting but you you seemingly go and you unleash your spirit guide or whatever Mm -hmm. at each stop and you free them yeah and they all show up at once yeah there's like six of them you stand back up on your feet and then all of a sudden you're like flying and the the music at the oh end. that that is the most like that moment it is powerful yeah you feel you feel like pure energy pure power and I don't know what it was um but I've heard from a lot of people that on that part they just start crying like like well, crazy and because you you've been playing for about an hour and a half maybe at this yeah. point and you, you, there's been highs and lows and like all sorts of emotions for some reason that it evokes yeah and then. But then you start trudging, and you have to push through, and it's per- you're persevering through like this horrendous wind that's pushing you back down the hill. Yeah. And then you go back, and then you, and by by the time you get to the point where you collapse, you're just like barely moving at all. And so like you feel like you failed. Right. And and it's just like all white, and you go, and you think like, did I do something wrong? What, <laughs> what? Did, uh, did I take a wrong turn somewhere? Or is this how the game ends? What is going on? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just like it just pops, and you go, and you're flying. And you have a full cape as long as it can be, and it can't. And the cape won't ever even. You can't even run out of the light. Mm-hmm. So, so you're just constantly like full speed. Um, so I could see how that would. It didn't make me cry, but I could see how it would. I got very emotional. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Just like the the music swelling and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, something about like like a hidden meaning that I didn't really know what it meant. I, I still didn't know what it meant when I was playing it. Yeah, I, I don't um, know what it means. And I think that's part of the beauty of the game. Well, that, that's what I wanted to ask you. Because uh, once once you get to the top, you're, you're flying and it's super uplifting and it's like almost heavenly. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the top and you, you reach your destination and then the game ends. So w- what do you think it all meant? Like, what so so, so um, explaining the ending, though, you get to like the, the mountain... You'll see what we'll post like on our, we'll post pictures of, of what the mountain looks like. But there's mm-hmm. a but there's a split in between, like a like a slot canyon thing at the top yeah. of the mountain. Um, so the peak has there's actually two peaks with a slot in between, and you're walking between the slot um, at the end, <clears throat> and it ends with as you walk, it just gets brighter and brighter until it fades to white, and you just walk into the abyss basically mm-hmm. and float off. Um, and then it. Uh, like the music goes <clears throat> and then you like turn into a, a shooting star or something mm-hmm. and fly back to the beginning. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, yep. And, um, honestly, I, I can't tell you what I think. <laughs> and, and to, to me personally, I, I don't want to assign a meaning cause I think that's part of the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I actually, cause I, 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 I watched a YouTube video explaining what this person thought that it meant. And then I watched another one, and they had a completely different, different interpretation of it. And that's part of the beauty. Um, but the the one that I watched in particular, because I, I mentioned I wanted to bring up the music again. Um, but there's a YouTube channel, and the guy's name is Game Score Fanfare, and he does breakdowns of video game soundtracks. Nice. And he does them amazingly. So go and check it out. I'm just totally ripping this guy off right now about everything I'm about to say um, because he, he broke it down perfectly about what Journey's soundtrack meant. And um, 
the, the beginning of the game, and I, I think we already played the the music for the intro. Um, but the the song in the intro, it's called I can't even pronounce it. It's called Nascence, N A S C E N C E, and that's the title screen. That's the song you hear in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And when you get to the end of the game and you're walking into the the mountain, you hear the exact same song. So it's just like like a circular, like it's a cycle. Right. And you, Interesting. And you notice that um, once you walk through that, you get turned into a, a shooting star or something. Yeah. And it sends you back to the beginning of the game. Um, and you, you even see at the very end of the game, they have a, a music that's playing. And the song for that was called I Was Born For This, um, which we could play right now, actually. Huh, it was called I was born for this. I was born for this. And that, that was during you. That was while you were fly, while mm-hmm. you were shooting star flying back. Yeah, the end credits. Is- and then, honestly, that that was one of my favorite. One of a really good part of the game was re- revisiting all of those set pieces as you flew back. That was fun. And uh, I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but do you know who said I was born for this? I was born for this. Lady Gaga. <laughs> Sorry. No, she was born that way. Bad joke. Um, but funny enough, you're kind of close. Uh, ish. It was Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc said that oh, okay. they, they asked her uh, how she was able to accomplish what she was able to accomplish. And she said, I was born for this. And uh, the the person that I mentioned before, the YouTube channel, uh, mentioned his name again, it's GameScore Fanfare. Um, that was a part that stood out for him the most because Joan of Arc, uh, and a lot of people theorize that the dude is like Joan of Arc. But then somebody else theorized that it was Beowulf. Somebody else theorized that it was Jesus Christ. And what they all have in it, common is the hero's journey. Yeah, it, it does. It does. While playing the game, there is a. It feels almost religious mm-hmm. aspects. Exactly. And uh, a hero's journey, which could be interpreted as the meaning, uh, the, the story behind the game, the name of the game, Journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that could be why it's called Journey, yeah, the Hero's it, Journey. Honestly, and it's a blank face. It, it, it makes total sense that that <laughs> just attach whatever face you want to, and it's a Hero's Journey. Whatever mm-hmm. you want to project onto it, it's like what are those uh, Rorschach tests or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Where you just where you just you just project whatever mm-hmm. you want onto it. Yeah, that's really interesting. I never actually thought of that that way before. Um, I didn't either until I played yeah. it four times. And and what I wanted to mention was that. On my fourth time, when I played the game again, my character was white and tall. My character was taller and had a white robe. The more times you play it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait, so the fourth time you played so the first two times you played it on a, on a PS3 though, right? No, I played it on my four. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you played it four times yeah. on the four? Yeah. Oh. And, and every time you, you play again, it says new journey. Yeah, it says new journey. The first time you play it, it says start. And then you play again, it says new journey, new journey. And I didn't know this, but when I turned it on, I was like, why is my character white? And this, the, the rabbit hole that I fell down. <laughs> um, g- going back to Dang. the song that they well, play well, at the, the end. There, There's a point where if you've beat it, that you, you can go to different chapters, mm-hmm. right? That, like there's different ledges or whatever. You can mm-hmm. go to different chapters. Yeah, exactly. And so so I, I, whatever. <laughs> but that only happened on the fourth time. Yeah, but I don't know how long it would. Yeah, I, I wonder if it was no gradual and you didn't realize until it was. I don't know. Because I was like, so like far a fro- like a frog in boiling water. You mm-hmm. didn't realize until all of a sudden, oh, what? Uh, going back to the song though, at the end it was "I Was Born for This." Uh, there was uh, they, that's the only 
a part of the game that has voice the voiceover and uh, they're singing a song and they quote um they quote something in the song and it was it's all in different languages but they quote uh the uh, to each his day is given and time it is for me to go and that's beowulf and lost is my homecoming from the iliad and then along this road goes no one this autumn eve and that's matsuo basho and then do not pity me i was born for this was joan of arc what? So and, it's just Hero Journey. Hero's but Journey. these are all names of uh, tracks on the album on Spotify. Like I, you can look up their the tracks on the albums, right? And if you look at the names of the tracks, it's um, a flow chart of a hero's journey. So the first song is called The Call to Adventure. The second is called The Refusal of the Call. The third uh, is Supernatural Aid. And so you you look through it, and these are all plot points of a hero's journey. That is like crazy. There's temptations, there's apotheosis, and then there was I was born for this. So, so they just boiled down to its essence the hero's journey mm-hmm. for this game. Yeah, exactly. And that like it blew my mind. And um, bringing back to the music, um, the, the the cello of the the beginning of the game. That's the first thing that you hear, and that song is I I believe we played it already. It's called Nonsense. But it's just a cello, and that that cello represents your character. It represents the dude, the the character in your game, and that's mm-hmm. all you hear. But and I don't know if you guys notice this, but if you have another player there with you, a harp will play at the exact same time, and then that represents them. Mm-hmm. And then the very like first, another PS PlayStation Network player. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. So some other person that plays with you, the music gets a little happier, and then the first time you see the meteor which is revealed to be a person getting sent back to right. the beginning. Right. The, um, the first time you see them is when the music picks up again. So each like landmark you see and, and each song that they have on here is a different part of the hero's journey. Like Interesting. Second confluence, third confluence. What's, what's crazy about this is that when you look at it, it's uh, at face value. It's just a beautiful <laughs> game with great music and you're just a faceless, nameless, silent character just making a journey. Mm-hmm. And it's great. But then you realize the layers behind it, and it makes it just that much more meaningful. Exactly. Like I'm crying out of one eye, but that could be allergies. <laughs> but it's 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 crazy. Yeah, and like that that kind of blew my mind. And it, you know, like the hero's journey, it's not about the destination; it's the journey. That's mm-hmm. kind of the point. Uh, that's the exact point of this game. Is like you get to the destination, and they send you right back. And the way that they interpreted it is that the journey. Uh, your journey in life, when they when you beat this game for the first time, and you know, for like with Troy, you know how to turn the bridge on, you know how to get more stuff to make your 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 flag longer, and you can fly longer. And if you notice, whenever you're with the character, you can power them up, and you can fly, and they can power you up, and you can fly. Really? So you can run together and just fly the whole game as long as you stay with somebody. I kind of noticed that. Mm-hmm. But then he like then then like it kind of became a race and I was like, dude, come back! <laughs> like my banner's long on you, I can help you out. It was it was interesting. Yeah, but maybe that person was the first time they ever played it too. And I think that the reason why my character was white was that the your journey in life is to make other people's journeys easier too. And if I have already done this journey, my character is white. I'm a guide, so I can help other people through this journey too a little bit easier you know what i mean like mm-hmm. how deep is that dude that's crazy that's blowing my little peanut mind that that's what the game and and they never even come out and said that 
that's just like what people can interpret from. Yeah. Uh, and have they been pretty silent about the meaning behind the game? Yeah, they've never said it. Because there, there is a story. There's a story about like war, and then uh, what, what you're freeing. Like what you guys mentioned before, you're freeing those things. Those are like magical essences that have been trapped. Yeah, and okay. the they were fighting. People were fighting over it, and they built robots to fight each other. And then things just got out of hand, and you needed somebody to save you, a savior, a hero. And so uh, maybe throughout history, once things, once human beings, or I don't even know if human beings are in this game example, but if people become so evil and they start to fight each other so much, then you need a hero to save the day and, and free this whatever, the best parts of humanity, and then repeat the cycle over again. You know what so, I mean? So, it, like, yeah, that makes sense. Man, you really brought it this episode. <laughs> you came Dude. swinging for the fences. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, that's great. That's that's fantastic. It definitely makes me want to play it more. Yeah, and because I I've played it I played it twice because the first time I played it I, I think I showed Ollie and, and Grayson the next time and the first time I played it I never once thought of a story. It was just such a, an emotional yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, and, and the first time I played it, it was just all about getting to the mountain. I, I wanted so badly to get to the mountain, mm-hmm. and then you get there and you and it shoots you back and th- and that immediately makes you think like hmm. It's okay, about the journey. Why did I want to get to the mountain so bad? <laughs> yeah. what, was, what was it about that mountain? Yeah. Was it just because it's there? Yeah. You know, it it it, it made me think those thoughts. Um, and and I, I didn't even apply any of this deep stuff that we've been talking about now to to it. I just, it's it's just more of a feeling, which we've talked about a lot. It's, it, it, this <laughs> game makes you feel. That's weird, huh? That we like we we've been talking about our feelings a lot. Yeah. But you know, and the other thing is, it's just a testament to how good the game is, and and I, it's weird to say how good the writing is because there isn't any dialogue. There's nothing. Right. There's nothing written. There's no words written except for maybe maybe in the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no there's no written words. But it's very well written. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, and it's funny. Could you imagine? Like you're you're writing basically the essence of the hero's journey. It's like. You, it, like told the, the, the writing for the way. game is just like basically the formula for the hero's journey. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be so odd to, to write that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and people have like theorized like, oh, this is Jesus Christ. No, this is Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it could be all of them. It, yeah. And it is all of them. But it could also be you. Cycle. Yeah. A re- repeat cycle of, of every hero's journey. Not, not to throw it back too much, but, you know, we talked, we talked a lot about... We talked a lot about uh, Walter Mitty, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. it could be Walter and, Mitty. Like, well, like it's whoever you project on. Yeah, exactly. And, and everybody, the reason why Walter Mitty was, was such a good film for all of us is because he was so relatable. Because we all have our fantasies. We all have our, our daydreams or whatever, things we want to accomplish, things we want to do. And then we just need that kick in the butt to go do it. Mm-hmm. And to bring it back to Journey, it, it's it's kind of like, to me, even though the, the dude, the character could represent... Uh, any type of heroic character, savior character, uh, to me, it's. I think it's more supposed to project you into that role because obviously you're controlling that person, but project you and 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 you know maybe hopefully inspire you to to go on your own hero's journey. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't. Know, uh, yeah. Troy had to step away for a second, but. What did you feel in that like that penultimate moment, the the apotheosis, uh, when you were uh, seemingly and and the way I translated it is if, if you play the game multiple times, you can become a guide, 
and and uh, sorry before I move on from it, there's a part that where the guide shows you um, uh, the rest of the journey to go type thing. Or? Well, he, he shows you like the the story of what happened. He kind of yeah. hangs his head in shame. And me as a player character, I've learned the story by playing it multiple times now. So it's almost like me, my character, showing somebody else on the internet what happened, or not internet, the PlayStation Network, what happened, and then like, yeah, this is really sad, this is what happened. Um, but then all those wise characters in white robes lift your character up, yeah, and they, they ascend. Like, what, yeah. how, did, how, did, how did that make you feel? So ultimately, um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't catch the deeper meaning as I was playing it. I would, like I said, when I was playing it, it was more on the face value, if you will. Um, but you definitely felt something. Yeah, of course. Um, I, so the game was beautiful and then it was, and then it was bright. It was gorgeous. And then it was dark. And then you, you, uh, you are basically creating light to get past the darkness. And then you get to the point where you're at the mountain and then it becomes hard. It becomes slow. It became, it becomes, uh, you're, you're trudging your way through the snow and, and, and everything. And, and, it, and it's, it's difficult not because it's it's challenging. It's difficult because it tests your patience. Yeah. And then you get to the top and your character just collapses and dies. And you feel kind of let down by it. You know what I mean? And you kind of, in your, and you know in your head, you know that it's not going to stay that way. You know well, something's going to And to interrupt you real quick, and I, I already talked about this, but um, when that happened to me, I felt like I did something wrong. Like, like, because yeah. when you're going up yeah. the hill, like there's little mounds like th mm -hmm. that you can kind of, I was like, maybe if I went around the mound instead of going straight up it, like I could have gone further. You were expecting like a game over screen or something. Yeah. I, I, want, I, I was Kinda, thinking like, yeah. what could I have done to make, to get for, yeah, further? Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, oh, well, it's not about the goal. It's about the journey. It's about what you've experienced. It's about appreciating what you have, not so much what you're go getting there for. And then, and then you're essentially brought back to life, resurrected, whatever. And then you shoot up um, into that star, if you will. I don't know what, what, what you call it. But then, and then all of a sudden, your whole cape is back. You're you're flying around with... You revisit all the, rest the, of all the other uh, creature uh -huh. magical things that, that you had seen in previous levels. You're, you're still kind of climbing the mountain to try to get to the very, very top. And it's just the music is very uplifting and you're just kind of like, okay, like, yeah, I've I've accomplish the goal you know what I mean this is the reward and it did feel rewarding um, but it definitely needed that kind of the forgive me for saying this but that kick in the balls <laughs> to get you to, to to appreciate it because if you just if you just have this beautiful landscape and it, you didn't it wasn't challenging and again when I say challenging I'm talking about more patience mm -hmm. um, if it wasn't challenging if you didn't feel like you earned it then it wouldn't have well, well and, and I think it. challenging is a good word for it because it, not challenging for you, but for the character. Because exactly. you see the characters in pain. Yeah. Right? So you're watching yeah. the, this character going through this these challenges. Yeah. And, and walking up that mountain, you can tell it's like they're pained going yeah. up. And so and, you start to feel it a little bit. And the other thing that I really liked, I mentioned at first that I didn't like the controls. But I liked one, one aspect of the controls was that as the cape gets longer... Your ability lasts. Your ability to fly, if you will, lasts longer, but you can only use it once until you recharge it. Mm -hmm. So you have to be selective, and you have to you have to be careful, and and I appreciated that. But then, 
you get to the point where when you finally get to the to the top of the mountain, your cape is so long, it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. And then you just, when you can fly, you just get to a point where you can just recharge it and keep flying, you know, keep doing what you, whatever you want. But then you start, it starts freezing. We talked about the cape, how it freezes, and then you can't do anything. You're yeah. stuck and you have to get through this mm-hmm. and it sucks. And it made that kind of, that end that much more rewarding. Yeah. And you're like knee deep in snow and mm-hmm. it's just... And then those yeah. things attack you and knock off all of your cape. My cape was completely gone when I got to the top, mm-hmm. and it was it was a really big sense of loss. I think we mentioned it before. Yeah, that that more than just so your health or your character dying, or whatever. It's just like that's that. Well, it, it was the only sense of accomplishment. Yeah, that you worked for. Yeah, and then they took it away from you. And yeah, it was like these robots that are like representations of like the evil that yeah. like humanity has created or whatever. And it's yeah, like taking away. Uh, something important to you, and there's there's so many like, and, and again, I, I just I just explained what I thought the game meant. That might not even be right <laughs> what it meant at all. Um, but what like what I what I ultimately took away from it, especially when I I came back as a character in white, was that my goal now is to make other people's journey easier, and obviously, journey is an allegory for life. So it it almost like in, like you said earlier inspired you to be a better person. Yeah. And we're sitting here and we're talking about it in a podcast and we're tr- I'm trying to explain the way that it made me feel, but I can't because it's almost like you can't put it into words. Right. But the music in the game, the feeling of the game explained it well, way better than I ever could. Right. And the and the game didn't put it into words for you. It didn't spoon feed mm-hmm. it to you so you can take whatever you want from the game. But like how you can attach whoever whatever hero you want to the to the yeah. character or you can attach yourself to the character. It, it's as weird for me to sit down here right now on a podcast and tell you guys that I can't explain something in words. You just have to feel it. You know, honestly, we've we've had a lot of episodes of this podcast to this point and this is one of like the harder ones to articulate <laughs> uh-huh. what what the game meant you know but it's it's beautiful like it's beautiful that i'm telling you guys you just have to feel it and there's a lot of people out there who won't go and play this like, I know. you're listening now but but like, oh it's a video game if if you as an audience member are listening and you don't usually play video games you don't consider yourself a gamer or whatever that means you don't typically play video games this is one you should play I'll come over to my house and I'll let you play <laughs> and, and it's super super low barrier of entry for as far as video yeah, games like $10. go and, and uh, the price for one and then the gameplay is ridiculously easy yeah um, like, like we were saying before, I'm pretty sure my three-year-old or four-year-old yeah. four whatever could, could sit down and, and figure it out. Well, and like I said earlier, it, it took me, it, it'll take you two hours, possibly less if you just blow right through it. And uh, it'll take you two hours. If you can sit down and, and watch a movie for two hours, you can mm-hmm. sit down and play this. And the difference, and Chris and I have talked about this on the Cold Bowl Arcade, um, is that we, uh, you know, video games make you experience it. And so you can sit down and watch a movie and enjoy it and it'll be good. Well, you know, and you can also sit down and play this and have an experience, and get what take whatever you want out of it. Mm-hmm. There you have it. So uh, I guess this is an I'll do anything once. So what would you guys give this a score of? I'd do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've done it twice, you know, four times. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let me let me think about this one a little bit longer. Um, Oh think? yeah, our uh, scoring. <laughs> <laughs> I know we haven't we done had emoji scores in a while. Yeah, we have no. all these new segments. <laughs> um, you know, I'll go first. Uh, the 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 first time I played this game was just such an experiment. Like experience, uh, the feeling that I got, and I kind of just left it at that. 
Um, but playing the game more and more just gave me like such a, a deeper appreciation of it, mm-hmm. which I think is a crazy allegory in itself to like understand your emotions. And I feel weird even saying this stuff, but it's like, I don't know, dude, it, it wasn't even like a video game to me. It was just like such an experience. Um, I, I give it a 10. Yeah. Like it's, and, and again, that, that was just my experience from the, like the, the second or third time I played it. Yeah, I think it's a it's a ten for me too. Just, just like bang for your buck, mm-hmm. there, there's you're not going to get better out of a video game. Nice. Troy, you have to give it the trifecta. Yeah. So I mean, um, I'm not going to give it a number score. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stick to our to our original, and I'm going to I'm going to give it an emoji. Um, well, my emoji was the ten. It was the. It was a 100, actually. Oh, the 100. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. 100. Oh, well, if we're doing emojis, mine's the shooting star emoji. Shooting star. Uh, mine is... <laughs> mine is... Uh, mine is drooly face emoji. Because <laughs> it does... It, you know, you just kind of... You kind of sit there and, and you... Uh, drooly face emoji is always good in context. <laughs> it means so many things. <laughs> you you just... aroused when you play this. <laughs> you kind of just... You sit there and you don't realize that you're just you're 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 in awe you know like literally your mouth is open in awe like what am i looking at Mm -hmm. here what am i experiencing what is what is this that i'm that i'm doing that's that's kind of what it means to me cool i mean i i didn't really doubt that you guys would uh would like the game uh i think it's impossible not to unless you're just like call of duty and you just want to post (laughs) but even then like i feel like people can reflect and and this game makes you reflect and me anyway um, but I think we all had like a different takeaway from it from the game this time, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. So yeah, there you have it. If you want, if you want a completely new experience, and this game has been out for a long time, and what's amazing is this game has been out for seven years, and it's an indie game, and every single time I've played it, there's always been a guy with me playing it as well. Like there's some other guy somewhere somewhere out there in the world, a guy or girl, playing Journey with me, and when the credits roll and their name is there. Cause they went on the journey with you. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So cool guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> there you go. I, I, I'm not, I'm not silent because I have nothing else to say. I'm silent. Cause I am reflecting, reflecting. Yeah. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm at a loss for words because yeah. Yeah. This is, this has been an interesting episode to say the least. Cause it's a lot more, uh, I guess low key more like, uh, Calm mm-hmm. than we usually are. Well, and but 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 it, it it fits the game. It's yeah. fitting for the game. Yeah. And I was thinking of like jokes I could insert, but like th- there was so much. I just, I was so excited to tell you guys. Like <laughs> before we recorded, I was setting up the laptop so I could easily access all this information just so I can read it to you guys. Um, yeah, I was excited to share. So th- this is a way different episode than what we yeah, usually. Yeah, but but it, I think that the typical cold bros. Would have cheapened the game, and, and, and I don't think it deserves it. Just by being yeah. our dumb selves. Speaking yep. of typical cold bros, did you guys read Jake's response? Uh-uh. Oh, about the game? Say? Yeah, so I've got it. Uh, so typical cold bro. <laughs> Your game was dumb. There was no like alligator man. Um, so uh, Jake, who's still recovering, says uh, it was the single greatest scum movie. Oh, sorry, that was those. <laughs> <laughs> That was Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Jake says, uh, Journey was the first game I played that was indie in that it was meant to feel indie. Uh, uh, It was beautiful. The graphics were simple, but used in a way that made them gorgeous. The music makes you feel things at exactly the correct moment. 
Uh, the story builds in such a way that the end is as satisfying an end as a video game can have. Uh, negative thing he said is the controls were weird and not in a good way, like brothers. Yeah. And um, and I think that's a common uh con- I don't know, like like the only but control you get used to it. Yeah, the only the only weird I mean, well, thing about the controls the, the, the thing about the controls is they're so simple. It's just yeah, directional. You're just moving and you're pressing circle when you need to activate. The thing is you can move the controller to move the guy yeah, or you that, can just use the, the joystick and th- that is the crappy part, is like if you're leaning over on accident or something, then it'll, it'll start it'll, turning. Yeah, it's it it's disjointing at first. It feels disjointed. Because it's just such an antiquated thing now to like use motion control with your controllers. Yeah. Like nobody wants to do that. Right. But once you start playing it, you don't even like think yeah, about it. It doesn't matter that much. Um, so, yeah, Jake, I, so Jake, you're wrong. Well, I wish Jake was here to <laughs> to tell us like if he if he could have played it again. But I'm sure he would have added to the conversation. Well, exactly. And I think that he probably his mind kind of would have been blown at, at the uh the deeper dive that we went into it as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe not, I don't know, but uh can't speak for <laughs> yeah, him. Jake, when you listen, you'll have to comment and tell us. Yeah. Yeah, Jake, leave us a review you never have. <laughs> um but uh he had mostly positive things to say about it, so I mm-hmm. would say I don't know. I think he'd play it again. Mm-hmm. You should. I don't know. Come back with a white cape and be a guide. He is, uh, he is my genetic half-sibling. Wait, was this the last episode that we made that joke? Well, he's been that your whole life, so it right. doesn't matter what episode. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. All right, guys. So any uh, any announcements, anything you guys want to bring up? Anything uh, crazy? Scott, your your wife's still super pregnant even after last week, so yep. we, uh, we wish her the best of luck. Yep, clocks are ticking. Man, my wife's due right after your wife. Yep. We're going to be drowning in babies. We're yeah, we're, we're done. <laughs> we're not you guys are done? Kids. Yeah, we're not having any more kids. So. Yeah. I'd like to say we're done, but who knows? Yeah. Who, who knows what my journey has I mean, like, for me? I guess, uh, like, the... It's all the, about perseverance. The word I use is that we're... Uh, we're closing the flat. The, we're closing the factory, but you're closing the floodgates. Yes, we're closing the factory, but for right now, we're keeping the equipment operational. So we'll see what happens. So you're not cutting it off. You're just tying the tubes. Uh, that hasn't been quite decided yet. <laughs> so I'm not going to make an announcement on a podcast yeah. about that. So, yeah. we'll, we'll, but we'll no kids. Like a, we'll have like a party for you. <laughs> Congratulations for you for having kids. We'll have a I'm party excited for, for you. After we'll see, after we'll see if this, this part of the conversation makes the cut. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, if, if anyone's still around, I, I applaud you. Mm-hmm. We're listening yeah, to us talk like idiots right now. We, we've kind of deteriorated. <laughs> Dude, you should see us too. We look like messes. Mm. Our hair is all of kerflunk. Is that a word, kerflunk? Yes. No, it's it a, is now. Skiwampus. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We love you. Uh, leave us a like, share, review, comment. Do interact with us. Talk to us. Um, send us nudes if you want. We're all about that. <laughs> and with that, we will see you next time. Love you. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.